three, two, one. Some say that a podcast is a reverberating <laughs> melding of the mind so intricate that not even God himself can swallow it. Well, I'm here to tell God to his stupid face that I'm not just a swallower, I'm a believer. A believer that if we don't make love to our sweet lady Earth, then we'll surely see all of the bees leave her. I'm a believer in life. And what's life without Sardonicast? Hey, everybody. I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks. Stop, we got to do the whole cast like that. <laughs> all of us. Frittata! <laughs> I didn't get the reference. What is that a reference to? Yeah, what, what are you mm. talking about? You sound like a oh. maniac. I don't know. It's, this, uh, it's a little indie show. It's lesser known. Not many people have seen Game it. Game of Thrones? Yeah. Who are yeah, you guys? The ending was weird, wasn't it? Oh, I'm Ralph from Ralph the Movie Maker. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Ralph the Movie Maker. And I'm Alex from uh, Man Man Boy Boy Man. <laughs> Sorry, what is this? <laughs> You don't know man, man, boy, boy, man? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Damn. Alex, explain. Uh, it was my original channel I made in like, I don't know, 2010? Nice. Where I just uploaded these awful skits and then now I just do uh, my music on there. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. The fans know. They All know. right. I guess I'm not a real <laughs> fan then. Yeah. Get on it. Steve and me. Minion one? Uh. Oh. Yeah. I got like three hours sleep. <sighs> Wrote that thing <laughs> on the plane ride over here. And uh, huh. about to fly to France tomorrow for Cannes. So I'll be... Very nice. Yep. It's, uh, did you have uh, a good time though? Despite yes, the tiredness? Yes, I did. Yes. I'm, I awesome. was just at a fur, furry convention in Reno. Mm. It was lots of fun. I want to know what you guys think happens at furry conventions. I just, you guys just hang out, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Party? Well, I mean, like, this one's like at a a hotel, casino, resort sort of thing. So, obviously, there's lots of drinking, gambling, whatever. But they also have, like, uh, panels and, you know, like a dealer's den, artist alley, dances. And there was, like, karaoke and shit. Lots of... Lots of varied stuff going on. It's just like yeah, it's what just are the panels about? Um, what are they talking about? At the panels? You know, you can kind of the furry community is weird in the sense that like pretty much anybody could can get a panel if they try if they really want to. So yeah. one of I, I looked in the schedule. I didn't wind up going to any specific panels. I just saw like you know my friends play like a concert and stuff at the con like just you know a, b- a bunch of the larger stuff that i was interested in but i didn't go into any of the small panels one of them was furries who love in and out burger and i was i was <laughs> i was debating specific. going to that one but i didn't wind up doing it i had a pretty full schedule well, you i know right <laughs> there's there's so many weird ones like that depending on the con and obviously if it's like a smaller one then you get like literally any anybody making a panel on anything so that's hilarious yeah what is in an out burger by the way it's an american thing what <laughs> yeah it's like a fast food chain yeah. i guess it makes they don't sense. have them in canada Definitely. either and i still haven't been wait actually uh-huh. no i had my first one earlier in the year and it was really good is it is it good oh it's good yeah, it's, yeah. it's actually it's great like Wendy's for the price. Like, it's if you yeah. try to go to one in california there'll be a lineup 
around the block at every location at like every mm -hmm. time of day really sort of thing it's always packed yeah they usually got people outside to take your order i i it met my uh hopes and expectations now i'm just really really tired nothing to do with in, in and out burger anymore but it's <laughs> <laughs> a, it a, a fun over there a fun con yeah america yeah, is fast food yeah it's like the <laughs> consumerist's awesome. dream but exactly. only if you have that's why I love it here money I guess not even you know like even even like relatively poor people no. can still consume everything they want because everything's so cheap yeah and you just McDonald's like McDonald's burgers are like two dollars your food isn't real like you put like Damn. dye in your <laughs> in your spinach and shit I but got some good. spinach so I can make <laughs> sandwiches during the con just you know spinach and like some meat and whatever there's mm -hmm. definitely dye in that spinach my poop was green I was like this isn't real <laughs> this is this is weird. <laughs> and everybody in my room said the same thing because we all ate those sandwiches. In Canada, it doesn't do that. You would just ate spinach together. Well, no, I mean, it was, it was <laughs> no. spinach was one of the ingredients. But this was like the entire, okay. like, it wasn't just like, oh, chunks of spinach in the toilet. It was like the entire water of the toilet was like green dye. <laughs> anyway. What fast food anyway. chains do you guys have, like, over in your countries? I have you have Wendy's and McDonald's and Burger King, right? Yeah, we've had those for I a don't long have time. Wendy's. You don't have Wendy's, okay? That makes sense. Um, we recently got some Carl's Jr. I don't okay. think we have Jack in the Box. The past few years, we got Five Guys, mm. and then do Five you, Guys is good. You guys don't have like A and W restaurants, though, right? Not really. No. Like it, it depends like a where you locations. are too. Like on the East Coast, there's no In and Out, there's no Jack in the Box. That's all on the West Coast. Mm. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. Are there like yeah, Canada exclusive ones and and UK exclusive ones that I haven't heard of? Well, um, I mean, everything that becomes that successful in Canada winds up getting bought by an American company anyway, uh, and so then mm -hmm. it winds up going into America in some places. But A and W seems to be still pretty good. Yeah. For what it is. Excuse me. <laughs> Have you guys got Wagamama? Whoa. You're I just making up words. Is it good? <laughs> Wagamama. You're just making up Wagamama, words. Wagamama, yeah, it's great. That sounds stupid and British. That That's not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like British cuisine. It's like Asian stuff. Oh. Oh, okay. That's what we got. You got your five guys, and actually there are five guys in London. I've just never been to one. Oh, you should totally go. They're good. Although they oh, might yeah? be different by you. Like the McDonald's, yeah. depending on where you are in the world, is different. Like uh, McDonald's I've in, I don't that. know, India or whatever. They serve totally different shit. It's pretty interesting. Alex, are you a vegetarian? McDonald's is the worst. Uh, I used to be. Okay. I don't know where I heard For that. For like the last but... few years I was. No. Okay. What happened? <laughs> I recently just started eating chicken again. That's yeah. all. Yeah, chicken's yeah. not bad. Like it, really red meat you should stay away from. Yeah, I was just, yeah, really I was just missing like a lean meat. It was driving yeah. me crazy after a while, yeah. and I feel like I could slaughter a chicken. <laughs> I feel like I could do that. <laughs> yeah, chickens are dumb. Cows and pigs are like <laughs> smart, you know. They're like kind of like dogs, basically. Yeah, I, I don't think I could them. kill a pig or a cow. Yeah, couldn't do it. I'm too much of a baby. Chickens don't even like really die when you cut their head off. They run around for a bunch. <laughs> They're so dumb they don't need their heads. Also, they used to be dinosaurs once as well, so we need oh, to yeah. kind of take that. Keep putting them down. Yeah, but we eat you now. Look how the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
Um, so apparently... You sound like you're in pain. Oh, yeah, I am. And I'm about to be in a hell of a lot more pain. <laughs> I'm like, this is this is this just the beginning of my next like few weeks. So Damn. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But I've just <laughs> I, there's there's just way too much shit going on at once. When I get to uh, when I get to Cannes, I'm arriving. Theoretically, my flight is arriving like an hour and forty minutes before the office closes for the day where I can get my badge. And so that I figured, like, okay, it's like a thirty minute drive. I won't take any checked baggage. I'll just hop in a cab and it'll be fine. But now I'm finding out that one of the shows that I requested, because some of the shows you have to request tickets for, it's the new Dolan movie the next morning at 8.30 a.m. I need to pick up my ticket for that an hour before the the office closes for the badges. So meaning I have literally 40 minutes to get there. So I'll, I'll be oh, basically dear. hopping out of my plane and then hopefully... I'm going to I have like some friends that are going there that are going to find out this information before I get there. Like hopefully maybe I could just pick up the ticket that I requested before I get my badge and just show my ID or, or something and like the thing, the email I got. I don't know, because if I have to get my badge first and there's a line there, I might be screwed. But worst case scenario, I just wake up super, super early the next day and try to get the rush tickets. So this is all happening very soon, and I'm yeah. Good luck. Sounds very stressful. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, you have no idea. But I've done this before. I've done a lot of. I'm a trooper, so. Um, Game of Thrones was a thing. I yeah. don't care. It was. I don't watch it. Well, you said before you don't. You don't really like it. It was boring. You've tried watching it, right? I, I watched the first yeah. three episodes, <laughs> and I was like, I don't care about anybody, and nothing's happened. So. <laughs> Sorry, and now that everybody hates well, it, I'm like, okay, well, those. I made the right choice. Yeah, we've yeah, seen all well, of it, obviously. Now, mm -hmm. what? How'd you feel about it, Alex? First, because I, I have no idea what you feel about it. About just the ending or the whole last season um, as a whole? Well, I guess first of all, the whole spoiler series warning as a or whole, no, and then more specifically, yeah, spoiler warning, yeah. absolutely. Okay, I feel like yeah. everyone who's ever going to watch Game of Thrones has already watched it, yeah. though. I don't <laughs> but, care about yeah. spoilers. Please yeah. spoil me. I don't give a right. shit. I know you're not going to watch it, <laughs> especially now. But like as a series as a whole, I thought the whole thing was great. I, I'm sure you agree, Alex. Wait, well, I'm getting confused recently. about season and series again. Now. Oh yeah, because oh, your no. words are different. <laughs> I mean, let's say seasons one to six, I think are pretty fantastic. Five and so six. So you mean have like the issues. show overall, kind of? Yeah, the show overall is quite good. It's mm -hmm. just lately they've had to rush everything to a conclusion, mm. and everything is very bad because of that. That's it's it's a weird one because it's not like a lot of the characters and where they end up. I particularly have a problem with. It's just it doesn't feel earned a it's lot just of the how time because it's so rushed. Yeah. yeah, no, like the this latest season, it's only six episodes, um, mm -hmm. which the apparently the showrunners insisted on for some reason. Yeah. And last HBO, season, they would have been throwing money. Yeah, no, but they yeah. would have like they would have thrown infinite amounts of money just to get more episodes, so people wouldn't drop their subscription to HBO mm -hmm. Go or whatever it is. But it, it really hurt the show. It, it feels like the showrunners didn't want to be making it anymore. And that mm -hmm. comes across in the show because everything's rushed. Uh, the the payoffs aren't earned. Things just kind of happen and then they're not developed. It's, the characters it's very are weird. very inconsistent from previous seasons. 
Like, I didn't like what they did with Jamie at all. And there's a scene where he's with Tyrion, and he's like, uh, the innocence of King's Landing? Never really cared much for them. And, but the, the whole season three, he was talking about how he killed the Mad King to save all the innocent people at King's Landing. It's so, like, they didn't even watch or remember all that shit they had set up. It was weird. Like, I was thinking about it earlier. Um, it, it kind of started to really fall apart after that Night King death, that whole episode. Because yeah. they were building up for so long, literally over seasons. Well, since the first episode, really, the whole Winter is Coming thing. It was all completely mm-hmm. linked to the Night King. It's the King, first scene of the entire series. Exactly, yeah. So it was yeah. a weird choice to go out the way they did with that. They made it, they yeah. made it feel like all of that time spent on it was for nothing. Like There wasn't a reveal. There wasn't like yeah. a bunch of heavy losses or anything. In fact, the plot armor in that episode in particular was really frustrating to me. <laughs> Jamie and like, Brienne were like pinned against a wall the entire episode. They died episode. like seven they times. They were fucking I was like, screaming oh, at the top of their lungs. Sam, yeah. like, is a, like there's a crowd of zombies around him and he's fine. <laughs> it makes no sense. It seems like they just wanted, um, they went for visuals first. They were like, let's, let's plan out this cool looking scene. And then afterwards they were like, oh, actually... This kind of doesn't make much sense. Like with well, that's uh, like a hundred percent the strengths of the show, or yeah. the visuals and the sound and all of that. Like all of the the crew is really talented, and the actors are really talented. They're just working with the mis- this material that sucks. Yeah, there was no like further information for us to learn about the White Walkers. For like the rest, like since I think Hardhome, we haven't learned anything new about them. <laughs> And like at this very end part, you're just they just fight these guys and then they die and that's it. It's very unsatisfying. Yeah, and you're just left wondering what the point of it was. <laughs> Adam, I bet you're very confused about all no, this shit. No, I'm like I've heard a bit about it. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. The the winner of the Game of Thrones was George R. R. Martin, right? <laughs> Everybody else loses <laughs> the audience. Technically, yeah. Everybody else involved, but yeah. he walks away with a bunch of cash, right? I think that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, and okay. and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to read the book now, so I'll be satisfied." That's yeah. true. Yeah, I, I want to get the, the real book ending right after this latest episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I said. That's so I, I funny. Went to the bookstore and I told the girl, <laughs> "I want to see what actually happens." So can you give me all the books? <laughs> She's like, "Sure." <laughs> and the books aren't even out yet. You know, oh, they're not even he's finished. been writing he's, Wins a Winner for 10 years or something. He's 70 years old, and he's a large he's man. Old. He's gonna die. Is this the, Are the books going to get finished? I think they will. If not by him, then by a staff of writers who know what's gonna happen. He has everything laid out. I isn't bet. that, I mean, it's just, isn't that kind of the show? Is a staff of writers? Yeah. Well, no, the difference <laughs> yeah. is the show is they had to rush it because they had two years to make these these uh, this, this season alone. Two years to write and produce and shoot and edit all yeah. of this. Each episode's like 90 minutes long. This yeah, is like exactly. epic shit. It's very mm. hard. And they, they it's clear that they had no time to finish the story. No. Every, every, all the like elements they put in between the plot points they were clearly given are so rushed and make no sense. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> it really doesn't feel like something you'd write. Um, there's yeah. a character called Jon Snow, uh, Adam, who's yeah. resurrected in season six. Resurrected? Like, and they actually just never... resurrected? He's a zombie? Yeah, like from the yeah. dead. Okay. Well, the Lord of Light brought him back to yeah. life. That's he the comes guy back from, like normal uh, Jon Snow. That's the guy from Silent Hill uh, Revelations, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kit Harington. <laughs> yeah. But they just Great never movie. really explain why he was brought back to life. You can assume it's for like some reason... Because he does a few important things, but they never say specifically. There's no resolution to that. 
it seemed like it was going to be a Gandalf situation where he was brought back for a purpose, and then once the purpose was fulfilled, then he'd kind of have to go back or something. But no, yeah. he's he's just alive now. They never even <laughs> mention it. <laughs> Here's a question. Very odd. Would you, knowing how the whole thing ends and how the show eventually turns out, would you still recommend the show to people? And if so, would you recommend the whole thing, or is there a point where they should just stop watching? Like. Would you even recommend that someone starts it knowing how shitty it gets? It doesn't even get shitty. It's just the writing falls apart. It's like unsatisfying. But like all of this other stuff is still there. And there's still like character stuff within it because these actors are so good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Like Jamie and Brienne were very well handled for the most part, except for the end, like Jamie's conclusion. But they had a nice bond this season. And there's still moments that make it worth it. And the first six seasons are so great, but yeah, it, you're right. It it's it's hard to recommend to people yeah. knowing where it's going. That sucks. It's, it's like it's like trying to recommend Dexter kind of the, or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, with Dexter, you can just say stop watching after season four, pretty much. <laughs> right. But with this is more complicated because it's kind of the whole point of the story was the the conclusion. It was always like who's going to get the throne, who's going to yeah. win. Yeah. That's kind of the draw and the hook of the show. So and a lot of the show is the very like miserable and sad. So you want to see these people like rise up and redeem themselves or, you know, avenge their family. And so when you get there, you're like, eh, it kind of sucked, but at least I got some resolution. Yeah. So it's like blue ball on you for a while and you finally get yeah. it and it's just not that great. Yeah, it's not that great. Well, Ralph, what did you feel about the ending being so kind of clean cut? All the characters... It's quite a happy ending, all things considered. Yeah, it's very Besides the Danny thing. Um, <laughs> it just... Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, was, I, was, I was sat there waiting for the whole time to kind of be surprised in some way. Because that was always what made Game of Thrones so good early on. Was the kind of... Mm-hmm. The subversion of the normal fantasy tropes. Like the main character dying. Like in yeah. the sixth or seventh episode in the first season. It's like, oh, that, that really throws you off. So I thought they were going to... You know, they had a few more surprises left, but... You're just sat there waiting for some kind of reveal yeah. or for some surprise or for it to not just be like a typical kind of Hollywood fantasy summary. But mm-hmm. that's what it was. All the main characters, they had they, they went through some hard times, but in the end, they all had happy endings. And It ended like Lord of the Rings, <laughs> basically. Yeah, which is weird because I, I always thought, um, what's the writer called again? George R. R. Martin. Yeah, I thought his whole idea was that he didn't like how Lord of the Rings ended, so he wanted to write his own like fantasy world where yeah. it wasn't so clean Out of cut spite. and dry. But that is, yeah, basically. <laughs> but it's just kind of become that, which is ironic. Well, he wanted uh, to create like, like a it. more morally gray world, a fantasy world, and I love that about it. But yeah, the, the conclusion is very. I guess it's bittersweet, and it's okay to be bittersweet. But some of the conclusions were very unearned. Like, Bran actually becoming the king, he hasn't done anything, really, this whole series. Like, people have been guiding him along. You don't see him at all in season five, and he comes back in season six. It's this this guy is the king. Jon Snow has fought so hard to to be the king. Not that he should be, but Mm -hmm. Bran was just, he didn't struggle that much. He didn't earn it. Well, also, he has no character, really. We're not shown how he really deserves that power. Or anything yeah. of that level. It's, it's really more just, odd. That's what happens in the book. So 
I guess it makes sense, but on a story level and a character level, I didn't feel that character earned it. It was like they didn't know what to do with him after a certain point. So he just yeah. sat there being this wise, detached kind of wizard who like mm-hmm. knows everything in the past and he just kind of is smug. Same really, way. Really I feel strange. that way about all of them, really. Like Arya and Sansa have given very little to do these past few seasons. That's why I found it odd that they didn't kill a few of them off when it mattered and would have actually helped the tension. Yeah. Like, would it really have messed up the end that much not to not have some of those major characters? And it would have increased the kind of tension in, you know, those big sequences. Yeah. Instead There's just so much wrong with it. There's a lot of videos like how to fix Game of Thrones and how to rewrite it. I don't know. Like, I can't get behind that. Because mm-hmm. this is the story, and this is just the way it's going to happen in the books, too. It's just mm-hmm. the journey there, and the execution of it was so rushed and inconsistent. With you, didn't what I the you didn't sign the petition? You didn't sign the million dollar petition? <laughs> I did sign <laughs> that. <laughs> no, th- this is the most controversial thing in like nerd culture since The Last Jedi. It's like identical. Mm-hmm. It's just as hated. It's got like nearly the lowest last episode of a season like rating ever on IMDb. Yeah. It's yeah. nearly overtaken Dexter, which to me is a bit crazy. But I've seen zero positive things being said about this and it's all over my Twitter feed, so <laughs> yeah. I I've been looking for positive things for my it. video. <laughs> well, the biggest You're positive right. is just the production of it all. Like that's consistently impressive. It's better than a lot right. of fantasy movies, except for coffee cups and water bottles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but those are little things. Like overall, it's, like, it's the just CGI funny. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's funny. Like this whole cast, they've been like half of these casts, they're so young. They've been on the show like half their lives. And yeah. it's yeah. just they throw it away with this dumb script. But I don't know why. Like everyone's just saying, yeah, they just wanted it to be over so badly so they could go work on Star Wars. Just, just pass it off to someone else. Yeah, why let that why it. did HBO let it happen? Why? Surely it's in their best interest to... If they could have got two more seasons out of it, which they easily could have, it's not It's not like a, a typical TV show where they're just trying to stretch it out and, you know, wear it thin. Just yeah. because people There's are still watching. There's tons of material there. Yeah, there's George R.R. So Martin said with. the show could be 12 seasons long. That said his minimum. That's what he said. Yeah. Which is nuts. Because, like, even this last season, because it's, what, six episodes, and the first three are dedicated to one conflict... And then the next two are dedicated to a completely removed different conflict. And then the last episode <laughs> yeah. is a different conflict. Like, that all could have been developed and all been given basically an entire season to make mm-hmm. it feel more earned instead of the weird, like, Anakin Skywalker kind of flick switch that the, <laughs> right. the main villain goes through in the, the last few episodes. And Which is so a shame because it would have been so time. effective. Yeah. yeah. There, like, there's you so many see. episodes last season, like that Beyond the Wall episode... It was totally pointless, and it ended up serving no function in the story. And there's so many characters and and things like that that could have been cut out or shortened and made more time to develop Daenerys' descent into madness or something. Anything. Like the bear, the zombie polar bear (laughs) that they insisted on putting in the show for so long. Why did they make such a big deal out of, like, the Ice King full stop, but also him... Like, defeating a dragon, but then bringing it back for it to basically do nothing and then just die yeah it's just such a waste of time it's so so strange just the whole ice king thing in general i think was the moment people were like what what yeah you don't do that you don't set up like a big villain and then 
just get rid of them without any explanation. Like what? <laughs> over, over seasons, like tens of hours of like setup for this impending doom that is the thrust of the show. They set up the season sequences. before that if you stab one White Walker, the, all the undead people they possess die with them. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. So they're just going to stab the Night King and then the whole army's going to die right behind him and that's going to be the end of it. And that's what happened. It was it's, so yeah. bad. It was like the it's end like, of Avengers. Or yeah, or the, the Phantom Menace with the droids and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just when you write yourself into a corner, you have to be like, oh, the, the army can all be defeated by one central hive mind taking them all down. Easy. Mm -hmm. Why not? And the thing that is, Game of Thrones wasn't even about this bullshit in the beginning. It wasn't about battles or zombies or anything. It was mm -hmm. about just really great, smart characters working out this political conflict. They all want to be king, and they use sex and money and power to get what they want. It's so clever. And now it's just dumb fighting. It became That's too big become. for its own britches. It did. It it really shows how, and the rule applies to basically any story ever told, is that they are always better when they're planned out. Like Breaking Bad, for example, or Mr. Robot's heading that way, where the, yeah. there's like one visionary who has a story planned out. So they don't wind up writing themselves into a corner and then having to pull out these stupid tricks to try and convince the audience of like, this is earned. Look, this is where this character's going, and that's how it should go. It yeah. always falls flat on its face. Look at Dexter. Look at The Walking Dead. Look at The Office. Like, countless shows, when they've, they're they stretched too thin, they always fall flat on their face in that same way. Mm -hmm. Incompetent showrunners. They were good at adapting his material, but when they, when they were left to come up with their own stuff, they just couldn't do it. Yeah. Do you think the show would have been significantly better if the books were all complete then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think it would too. I think it would just but be fine. But then we'd have to wait another 12 years or however long. Yeah, you know, the characters would age to make this show very day. weirdly. <laughs> yeah. Or even just not make the show and don't make season one until all the books are out. But that would be 20 years from now. So They're probably hoping for like a Harry Potter situation where the writer would be like, ooh, I can make this work for me if I put out the books a bit quicker now. Yeah, George yeah. doesn't so do that. George isn't that of... kind of writer. Yeah, he's like, he has some integrity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wants them to be good. I understand why he's taking his time. Yeah. He's a writer. Well, he now he's fuck. like, I don't, he's not even really putting his full commitments onto finishing Game of Thrones. He's, he's working on a game with From Software now. Really? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Damn. That's nuts, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Although they make games pretty fast, so who knows? Mm -hmm. He's helped write other books, too, like Game of Thrones lore-related books. Uh, like, there's a history book on the world of Westeros. He helped write that. There's all this other stuff that takes up his time. He wrote some of the Game of Thrones episodes, even, which are some of the best episodes. Really? Hmm. Yeah. And I wish he was not? more involved with the production. Yeah. I see. I, I, I the story wish and the writing. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> The most frustrating part are the moments of brilliance where you can see, oh, this would be so satisfying if if it was earned. Like, I think yeah. Danny, like, being the ultimate evil is kind of perfect. It makes yeah. perfect sense, but not within the way, the rushed way that they told it. Like, that totally whole setup of the, the whole city filled with the innocents, it just doesn't really make sense for her to just slaughter them when she she'd won. She'd already She'd won the won, battle. And her character is so opposed to doing that. And it doesn't make any sense for her strategically to do that. The only thing no. I could believe is that she just had a complete break, like a mental break with reality. And I don't, that wasn't conveyed well. 
It's no. just a very confusing choice. And that's why everyone's arguing about her motivations, because it wasn't clear. Yeah, there was, there was the foreshadowing and all that, but that's not, it's not enough. Like yeah, the way you character do character development. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's so many characters they had to juggle. Like with Breaking Bad, they had their central, like two main characters. So Walter White's whole journey is so intimate and personal. You're kind of with mm -hmm. him the whole way, even when and he is doing gradual. evil things. Yeah, exactly. It's a slow character build. It doesn't really feel that way with her. No. Not at all. They could have spent a whole season defeating the Night King, and then a whole season of Daenerys going insane. Well, yeah, because another Which issue we haven't even brought up is that, that the last two seasons are so dependent on Jon Snow and Daenerys's relationship. They're supposed <laughs> to be in awful. love, but you don't buy it for a second. It's that it's that it's like the prequel. It's not as bad as the prequels, but it's that thing where every character is just saying, "Oh, they're so in love. I see the way you look at her." Yeah. <laughs> You really care about each other, don't you? And you and then you see them in scenes interacting, and th there's like no passion there, or and you no. don't really see their relationship develop. And you're just like, I don't what? get what they like about each other. I never, yeah. they never even say what they like about each other. Because it was rushed. It was all for like, yeah. is it because it's pretty? She's pretty. Is it the yeah. sex? Like, what, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it was really clumsy, and especially the whole reveal thing of Jon Snow being like a. Targaryen? Yeah. Like, it, ultimately, that was nothing but a plot device, really. Right. It was only Just there to, to make her go crazy. It ended up serving no function in the story aside from that, which was nuts. I thought that was going to be... That's like the biggest twist of the show. And yeah. it is almost irrelevant. Yeah. All it... Yeah. Oh. Very <laughs> oh, clumsy. Boy. Very yeah. clumsy. And this is yeah. just fresh thoughts as well. By the time people hear this, it'll be a few weeks since the, the finale aired. So yeah. this is kind of our initial thoughts. This was I'll have my even... hour and a half video out on it. Yeah. We're recording <laughs> yeah. this episode early. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm sure this debate will rage on for years and years to come. Yeah. There will be like a backlash of people defending it. I'm like, oh, there's actually good things. Actually, I haven't the character seen choices anybody defending sense. it. Not yet, but it will okay. happen. <laughs> All right. I've seen some. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, it's that frustrating thing where there are there are kind of cool things here and there that do make sense and do are yeah, in line with the characters. But the, the cast is so huge. There's so many characters to wrap up that for every good one, there's one that's also flustered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very frustrating. What would you give the series finale out of 10? Oof. I'd say like as a show as a whole, I'd give the whole thing four out of five stars. Okay. This season and last season, I would give two out of five. Wow. And like everything else is five out of five. <laughs> okay. I think for me, I, like that's the best I can rate it. I think these are, it's such horseshit what they did, but <laughs> at least they concluded it. It's over. <laughs> Yay, it's that's over. Your, that's your praise. It's yeah. over. It's over. That's the end. You don't have to worry <laughs> about it anymore. <sighs> yeah, I don't even know how to rate it. To be honest, um, might need a bit more time to think on that because mm -hmm. okay. I, I can rate episode by episode, but I don't know about the whole show. I, I was never really bored. I found it pretty interesting for the most part. But what about yeah. the final Sorry, episode then? Okay, the very final episode out of ten, um, if you want, right down the middle. 
I guess a five. It wasn't like the worst mm-hmm. episode. It, it definitely could have been worse. It's it's not the worst episode, like the worst finale of a show ever. Um, it definitely could have been way worse. But yeah, it also was kind of slow, and there was this weird hollow feeling where it's like I know this is the end, and normally when something I care about is ending, there's kind of an emotional response, but it was more just matter of fact, and this is what's happening now. Okay, yeah, it's over. That's unfortunate because you had no emotional connection to them anymore because it didn't feel like the same characters. <laughs> yeah, it was just going for something that didn't seem very Game of Thronesy to me. It's very hollow. The whole thing was very hollow. Like, what was the point of the show even? What That's why I kind of liked this? the the possibility of Danny like killing everyone and winning. Like to me, that would have been quite a good through line and would have would have made a good point about how her. Her whole plight was ultimately pointless because she lost everything she ever cared about. That would have yeah. been like a, a solid full stop at the end. Poetic, at least. Yeah, it's way more open than the one they went through. Because like, there are even rumors of like, spin-off shows with Arya and stuff because she's out exploring the unknown wilds <laughs> and stuff. And yeah. it's like, They want to do more Game of Thrones shows and prequels and whatever. Yeah. Ugh. Why can't it just be? No, nothing can just be. You gotta beat it into the ground. <laughs> gotta sell more pop vinyls. Need more characters. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Thank you for enduring this conversation, Adam. <laughs> no yeah. problem. No problem at all. <laughs> I've had plenty of uh, uh, movie conversations with you guys where one other person was left out because they hadn't seen it. So. Yeah, it's still interesting to listen to. Is it? Whether it's Pokemon yeah. or this. Yeah, I, I enjoyed you talking about Pokemon. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, people really, uh, people really didn't respond well to my review. I don't think I said anything that crazy. Oh yeah, that was yeah. It's Pokemon, man. If it's it was Shark Tale, it's a surprise. No, okay. So it's a big surprise. I didn't. Th- I didn't think. Well, I mean, the passionate. the amount of dislikes on that video is pretty unnatural. You know, it's not like the most I've ever gotten on a video. It's not like the most subscribers I've lost in a day or anything. But it was like, really, Pokemon, like Detective Pikachu, this movie. But it's of like all things. Well, I don't understand. It's like if if they've been a longtime subscriber of yours because they've watched your videos and have a general idea of the kind of films you like and your opinions on things. Why is it even remotely surprising that you wouldn't like a pandering piece of shit film like Detective <laughs> Pikachu? <laughs> yeah it's i mean who knows where the dislikes came from who knows how many of them were people that are regular watchers or just passing by yeah it might have just been post around or something yeah yeah it's like i don't know i feel i feel like i feel like some people feel as though i've attacked their identity by not liking detective pikachu it kind of feels like that i only yeah it just highlights how childish that is though like, come on. <laughs> you, can, you can criticize things that you like. It's okay. I like Pokemon too. But I just yeah. don't like the movie because it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, I like Pokemon. Bunch of babies. Yeah. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. Of course. Of course. But the dislike button, <laughs> is it a disagree button? I guess Yes. many would say it is. Yeah, it so is. I want you to die button. I hope you burn button. Your cancelled button. <laughs> Speaking oh, of things that were cancelled, my recommendation 
I guess it was. It had two <laughs> seasons, so I'm assuming it was, was canceled. It canceled. I don't know. It, I it might have just stopped. It might have gotten. Can- I don't know. Yeah. Some shows just end because they yeah. run out of stuff to do. I, like, I can see this concept running thin. Like, oh, we're, yeah, we kind of did everything complete. we needed to. The recommendation from last episode that I recommended is a television show from Adult Swim, uh, from the studio or people people uh, production company PFFR, uh, who have made many great classics. Their most notable being. Wonder Chosen, which a lot of people have watched and I would highly recommend. This one I also love. It is a uh, it is a story about life <laughs> and a <laughs> mythical beast man with a snake hand and backwards knees who uh, makes a lot of puns and does constant quippy wordplay so fast that you might miss half of the jokes on any given episode for sure and uh yeah it's uh what what did you guys think i i'm obviously i like it but yeah i mean we i can't judge it seriously yeah because the whole thing is like it's like a joke but it's so funny yeah it's genuinely hilarious and i thoroughly enjoyed watching it i'm glad i fucking loved it awesome yeah it was really awesome because i was worried is if it is the type of thing you don't like me recommending like the whole two seasons and it's basically yeah, like i mean thing. it's fairly repetitive i just needed something that i could like watch in my hotel yeah. room and not commit like a solid <laughs> you know full viewing for i could like watch a couple episodes yeah. go do the con stuff and come back well i sat and, and watched all of them in their entirety paying attention i only watched um the entirety of the first season i only saw a few episodes of the second season Sure. So I'll say that right off the bat. Okay. But okay. Uh, yeah. well, I, I watched season one in one day, and then the next day I watched season two. Okay. And it is, it's intense to watch every episode yeah. in like a, of a season in a single day. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's, it's, it's brilliant, but it, it is like a bit of an overload at points. It's not the way You're it's just meant bombarded. to be watched. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's meant to be watched like one at a time when you're high, like in the middle of the night. <laughs> Which is why it's on Adult Swim. Right? Exactly. This was this was <laughs> yeah. this yeah. generation of Adult Swim back in like 2007. Exactly. There were a lot of really really weird shows just made to trip people out as they're flipping through channels high in the middle of the night. Right. Like what the fuck is this? And then they'll stay on the channel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that was it their worked. business model. <laughs> Ralph, you said you um you couldn't really take it seriously. Well, because the animation is bad and the voice acting <laughs> is bad, and it make well, I wouldn't say bad. It, it, the dialogue makes no sense. <laughs> it, it's it's all, yeah. It's just a joke. The whole thing is just a joke. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it if you watch it's all it, of if, that that makes it funny. Yeah, it's it's certainly yeah. ironic, right? It's certainly like the animation yeah. being bad adds to the experience, right? Exactly. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. But I mean, like, there's there's a decent amount of of like interesting concepts and commentaries going on in the show, even though at first glance it might not seem as though like anything interesting or important is being said, and it's all just gibberish, right? Yeah. There's like weird philosophy going on. There's like the Christian scientist doctor yeah. who prays for God right. to yeah, perform I got quite a lot out, specific. Out of it. Surgeries. In terms of that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, like they, oh, yeah. they're it's really exploring good at like these philosophical concepts in the most ridiculous, absurd way possible. But yeah, I I didn't find it profound. I just thought it was all hilarious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a hilarious way of exploring these these I topics. I wouldn't yeah. really call it profound either, but it it is nice that it does have some substance to it. It is nice yeah. that it's not just You're lol right random that. like robot chicken or whatever. Sure, mm -hmm. you're right about that. Yes, yeah, that it's that anti-humor, the, the type of jokes that they go for. They're like rooted in this kind of. The writers clearly have a, an idea of like tropey stories and what you'd usually expect to happen. Mm -hmm. So you just can't guess anything that they're gonna say. Yeah, because it, it's just so left field. Every single punchline, and <laughs> nine out of ten times they do land. But yeah, it, it, it takes a couple of episodes to kind of get used to it because the pace is just nuts. The yeah. episodes are really short. They're only 10, 11 minutes long. Yeah. So from beginning to end, it is just nonstop talking, basically. Yeah. Bam, nonstop bam, quips, bam, nonstop bam. jokes. Yeah. Loads of music, loads of like crazy editing and sound effects, uh, trippy imagery, like psychedelic imagery. It's just crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It is one of those shows that I like to show other people if they've never seen it especially it's like the perfect thing to put on for like drunk people <laughs> but it is <laughs> i mean drunk or not it's still a great show and mm -hmm. uh i just love i love how clever the wordplay is and that's pretty much the whole show is like wordplay wordplay yeah. the show and it never stops and it's always going yeah. i'm a survivor we're a dying breed just and it happens they're already <laughs> on to the next line and it happens so fast that you could maybe miss that there was a joke there you know there's so many of them oh, this yeah. is probably like the fifth time i've seen the show and i just have like this gigantic page of notes where like half of them are just quotes but many of them are, are ones that i never got the joke before or like didn't notice the joke mm -hmm. before sort of thing and i i mean as as with a lot of movies that i've recommended i i do love that sort of thing being able to have value from repeat viewings mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's perfect for this so ralph you missed uh if you didn't watch very far into season two you missed a very interesting episode where um they basically held a contest to, to for, oh, for yeah yeah people who are fans of the show to create their own xavier renegade angel little short Fun films away. and yeah and you you can actually access the contest page on adultswim.com by using the wayback machine so if you do like a google search you'll find somebody linked it on a reddit post in the adult swim subreddit mm -hmm. and they actually gave basically they gave the character models free to download and a bunch of resources and um like sound effects and music and all that uh so that people could create their own animations and a lot of people that wound up doing the contest some of them would do live action and dress up as him um others were different forms of animation so no, the, these assets weren't even necessarily used by everybody yeah. and what wound up happening is like they edited all of these together not all of them like some people made the show and others were runners-ups or whatever um but they mm -hmm. they edited this episode together in a way that like still feels genuine to what the show is like if 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 you were to tell me that there was never a contest and they just made the whole thing, I would have believed it. Because it's it works yeah, so well in what it is. I think that that's super cool that, that they did that. And I, I'm yeah. not I'm trying to think of another show that would do a thing like that. But 
PFFR. They're they've got unbridled creativity and and they always wind up doing things that are just like so weird and different. Like no matter what they create, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, I've never seen this before and it's very interesting to watch. Yeah, that's what got me about it was let alone the wordplay and the constant dialogue, but it's just the the out there stories that would tickle me the most. Like the <laughs> some of them are just so I was trying to explain some to my brother when I saw him today. I was like, yeah, there's this really weird episode where he he turns himself inside out and he makes a friend <laughs> with someone when he's inside out. But then he has another friend that thinks he's a different person when he's inside out so then he goes back to being normal and then he has to like go yeah, between the plots are so ridiculous yeah. you don't know where it's going so it's, it's hilarious compelled the entire time like when um, the computer virus gets in the lake because they throw a computer in there and then everyone starts turning into <laughs> fucking like 8-bit people so he like i forgot what the fuck he did but he gave like some potion to a guy and he died it was aids <laughs> he, got, he got aids from the government yeah, aids he gave, yeah, Liquid he AIDS. got AIDS from the government to cure everyone of the computer virus. It's number one rule is that it has no rules. So mm-hmm. it stays com- interesting all the time. Yeah. Because like, uh-huh. like, <laughs> the main character is like this total dumbass who thinks he's this like spiritual, <laughs> religious, like important figure going around helping people like he's Jesus mm-hmm. or something. But he's such a buffoon. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. that episode where... <laughs> he finds those babies in the oh, like, that's my favorite area. one, and kidnaps them. That's that's one of my favorite ones as well. Yeah, <laughs> or the one with the handicapped kid, where he's like trying to defend the handicapped kid, but every time he does, he's like insulting him and like making his life worse. <laughs> that's the thing too. The show has a very, I'd say, offensive sense of humor. Like they make fun of everybody from fucking Mexicans yeah, no to handicapped safe. people. Yeah, but they it's so funny, and I don't know how anyone could take it exactly, seriously. Exactly, exactly. Like yeah, I, they say a lot of like really edgy shit <laughs> that mm-hmm. uh, yeah, perhaps <laughs> I almost said perhaps today it wouldn't work, but they've said a lot of edgy shit in their new show, which just came out this last year too. Uh, the Shivering Truth. So I guess they're just still getting away mm. with it. But I mean, as long as it's funny, and as long as the butt of the joke, you know, you could you could have a joke where its humor is found in the idea of like, oh, was that a racist joke? As long as the humor isn't like, oh, black people suck or something. You know, that's yeah. not like the actual intent of the joke. It's just to say something that will be kind of shocking or just bizarre or like, wow, did they just say yeah, that? Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't really come across as nasty. The tone of the whole thing is so absurd. Yeah. It's yeah, it, you know, it's not meant to be taken seriously. And I was I was paying attention to to this, keeping it in mind while watching through the show in its entirety. And from what I can tell, I mean, the the demographic that they poke the most fun at is Southern Americans. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, the like pregnant or just religion in general, club, just a constant yeah, Christians. Line. Especially. They make fun of everybody too. Yeah. There's no like discrimination. Everyone gets shit on yeah. by this guy. It's like the South Park rules. Character. Exactly. Yeah. No one is exactly. safe. No one's off limits. One of my favorite lines from the show, when they resurrect the dead cowboy burial ground to battle the resurrected Indians from uh, the yeah. burial ground, and then one of the cowboys, <laughs> yeah. as they're slaughtering the Indians, yells. Jihad! And just that one line, there is so much (laughs) to interpret from it. There is so much to interpret from it, like, (laughs) commentary-wise, politically, and, like, the the parallels between, you know, white America basically, you know, exterminating a population and, 
you know, America's mm -hmm. obsession with like actual, uh, I guess, more Muslim oriented jihadists or whatever. And it's like drawing yeah. these parallels and it's just a single line. And after that, it's they've moved on and they're doing something else. But there's so much to interpret from like every little moment, not every moment. Some of it is just kind of random and dumb, but there, there are definitely moments that shine. Yeah, they clearly put thought into this. Mm hmm. Yeah, so it's what stops it from being irritating. Yeah. Like, it's not Family Guy where it's just the cutaway gags that have no relation to anything. Episodes do have setups and punchlines and normally, like, a consistent theme mm -hmm. or, like, idea that they yeah. stick to, which keeps it interesting each time. Um, and, yeah, it does stop it from being really irritating because it could be. At, at points, it did kind of annoy me on some of the weaker episodes. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I've watched loads of these in a row now. <laughs> you can kind of get the structure they go with and the repetitive kind of nature of it. Mm -hmm. But as we say, just watching it all in one big burst probably isn't the best idea. Unless yeah. Unless you're really, really high. Oops. <laughs> what was your... Did, do you have... like? So, Alex, you said that one of your favorites was uh, the sixth teat of good intentions. That's my favorite. Yeah. Do you have like an actual like top favorite also, Ralph? Um, it, I'm torn between the episode where he, <laughs> he tries to be normal. I think that's a really funny episode. <laughs> G going normal. Yeah. That's a great one. We just keep putting new people's like, skin <laughs> on. <laughs> or um, I really like the last episode of season one where he has mm -hmm. that ridiculous like showdown with himself. Oh, that whole <laughs> sequence is so good. Yeah. And it's like one of the longest sequences in the entire show that where it stays on one thing for a while, but it does it so yeah. well. Like it's so unexpected that it's like, oh wow, this, this uh, whatever the instrument they said is called, like Shakashuri Showdown or something. Just <laughs> yeah. like playing the flute against each other and manipulating the fabric of time and reality. It was very funny. <laughs> really There's so, trippy sequence, so many yeah. really cool visual things going on too. Despite its low quality animation, yeah, like they, whenever they do something animated, not all of their shows are animated, but whenever they do, they really make sure to use animation to its fullest potential in terms of like what crazy thing could we possibly show yeah. that we probably couldn't show if we were trying to do it live action. And I love that they do exactly. that. Exactly. Very creative. Uh, my f one of my favorite ones probably Chief Beef Loco, with like the gang. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's like this whole part. They're like they have like a like a therapy meeting. Yeah, like, they're all talking about their their insecurities. <laughs> oh, like, the Mexican like that part was fucking. I secretly groom and train poodles. <laughs> <laughs> I do it while your backs are turned. I just love that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, one of the lines I have written down for that episode. Friday night is Taco Tuesday. How about instead of eating tacos, we just talk? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Some of the puns are so dumb, but they're so good at the same time. Yeah. Like, they, they, they have no anything. shame. It's quick. Yeah. No, the pacing is so quick. And there's so many jokes in these episodes. I bet there's a few I missed. And if I watch Guaranteed. them again, I'd probably find. Guaranteed. You've seen it five times. You would know, yeah. right? Like, Just every single episode, times. there's so much to pick up from. Yeah. One of the uh, one of the things that PFFR likes to do is so they uh, certain of their shows have DVD releases. This being one of them, and I have the DVDs. And so obviously, if you know, if Adult Swim is going to tell them, hey, you should record some commentary tracks for the DVD releases, they basically just use those as an excuse to troll. <laughs> so they don't even record them <laughs> themselves. They'll always get somebody else. 
So in Wonder Shows, and they just got mm-hmm. some random guy who played the sun for like two seconds to record the whole commentary track. And then, <laughs> like in That's Xavier, amazing. they basically they made this like almost like online internet video essay kind of parody, uh, where they just got some I don't know who this guy is, some random guy to basically analyze the entire first episode in a way that makes it seem a lot more purposeful and clever and significant than it is but it's so convincing (laughs) that you as you're watching this commentary track you're wondering like was all of this subtext and symbolism intended from the start or did they make it up as they went along for this commentary track and the entire time they i i swear to god they like added extra noises of like this guy's like lip smacking like dry mouth kind of thing as he's doing the whole thing (laughs) just this very soft spoken voice like trying to seem purposeful and talking about like xavier is actually it one thing that you might understand if you watch the show is he's actually an unreliable narrator and this can be seen in episodes such as blah 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 and blah 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 where we don't really understand if what he's showing in his past (laughs) is true and it's the entire thing it's so funny that, that they do that Oh my god! Yeah. I just remembered um, on the DVD what? for Wonder Showsen, one of them, uh, season one or two, I don't remember. They basically Wonder Showsen is like a parody of children's entertainment, but very, very not appropriate for children, obviously. And they created some like uh, fun maze game or whatever, like or code thing on the back of one of the DVDs, and then if you solve the puzzle and then just click it in the DVD menu, it's like, oh, you won the prize, and then it plays. This like never ending constant zoom in like this on, <laughs> on, on some of the characters faces as they're like screaming and you can't shut it off. And they removed the feature. <laughs> they, they, they basically made it so that on the disc you can't like stop or go back to the menu. <laughs> and it goes on for like an hour or some shit. And it's it, like you, wow. it's you you get dizzy watching it. It's like the most irritating and like nauseating thing ever. <laughs> but it's so funny that they did that. Just to fuck with people. I love them. Yeah. The whole yeah. show is like that in a sense. It's just fucking with you. <laughs> yeah. I love that kind of humor. <laughs> Any favorite like line or quote <laughs> from the film? I don't know. There's so many. The the taco one. Uh, most of my favorite quotes are from that part. Just that one therapy scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, when I sat down to start watching this, I had my laptop open, ready to type notes. And after the first episode, I was just like, just closed my laptop and was like, I'm yeah. gonna let this wash over me. <laughs> I didn't feel like even typing notes is yeah. gonna assist me at because you can miss something. This, I just exactly, yeah. I just wanna, I just wanna absorb this and see what I think. Yeah. So right. every episode is, I don't think it's a single episode that doesn't have at least one line you could say is like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, for that's sure. Funny. <laughs> that's funny as hell. Yeah, I um. I just, I'll just read a couple of my notes here from moments that I really, really yeah, loved do. about the show. Yeah, uh, when, jog my memory. When, when Mr. Shiny dies in the lava, like T2 style or whatever, and he repents at the last yeah. moment, like, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Yes, made it! And then just like, <laughs> and again, like, it's, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's such a that funny, dumb, quick thing, but like, it is yeah. making a statement on, you know, it's making a statement on, on religious people, especially. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's uh, in the sixth seat of uh, good intentions where, you know, the woman lost her babies and he doesn't realize that he's stolen them. I've got septuplets myself. 
good thing I'm a responsible parent. You should try it sometime. Slap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that moment was awesome. Um, there's uh, blip, 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 blip. Oh, yeah. That, oh, I love the uh, audio clip that they keep reusing of, take that, Pfft, taste the pain. And it's just like, the first time it happens, it's like nothing. It's like, oh, you know, what's that? But then it happens for like the sixth time. And it's funny every time because it's so stupid. Yeah. Oh, I thought of one. Oh, yeah, go for it. Of course, the intro to each episode is like a different spin on the same idea. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the last episode of season one, he's like doing his normal spiel. But then he just like breaks down and starts just saying like more nonsense than he's ever said before like it, it it's i couldn't even do an impression because it's just it's absolute garbage <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it's like it's completely incomprehensible <laughs> there's uh when there's when the the two xaviers are about to do their showdown and he says look at you you're so superficial you probably judge things by their physical appearance that one's yeah kind of funny <laughs> i love the uh that basically most of this episode is like commentary on um not that episode but another episode is like commentary on prescription medication abuse in america mm -hmm. <laughs> and and one of the lines like i don't believe in pills and they say here there's a pill for that too <laughs> and then <laughs> later yeah. don't worry they're spiritually based drugs oh yeah with the like <laughs> they're like monks humming and so yeah yeah, it just it it keeps going. It keeps going with a concept and is like we're going to make it even crazier. Well, there's that crazy scene with the like uh devil on the shoulder and then the devil on the shoulder has a devil on the shoulder and it just keeps going mm -hmm. and going and going. <laughs> so there's that huge line of devils on the shoulder and it just goes up and down with the different quippy dialogue. <laughs> so fun to watch. Yeah. One of the uh one of the jokes that I didn't get until this viewing was uh they had that the guy was using like hurricanes like mini hurricanes like tornadoes or whatever he was capturing wind yeah. for his wind farm and basically this parallel of of like african-american slavery yep. and and then when xavier frees the the winds uh and they start to revolt <laughs> he says it's an uprising we have to suppress revolutionary movements which both of those lines <laughs> apply to political uprising and political revolutionary movements and both of those lines also describe the wind powers of this these mini tornadoes and i'm like holy crap that's that's kind of clever but it just it goes by so fast that you might not realize there was a joke there until the fifth time you've watched it because it's said in the exact same tone as any other line too <laughs> just what they call those wind things Oh God! It's kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of racist, yeah. but it's funny as hell. Though. Yeah. <laughs> as long still as a it's voice funny. actor who plays Xavier, uh, I think that's Vern, I thought he Vernon did a great Chapman. Job. Vernon, he did a fucking fantastic job. He does a lot of voices in the other shows, and he he has a couple in Wonder Shows. In he basically narrates the new show, uh, The Shivering Truth, and then the Heart She Holler is like pretty much all live action. So. He wasn't really in that, I don't think. But yeah, definitely check out all their shit. They're all very entertaining yeah, and special in their own way. They're all fucking crazy. Would <laughs> would recommend. And Wonder Shows is the most popular, I think. So maybe start with that. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out. I still got to finish the season two of this. Yeah. But yeah. What would you give this show out of 10? 
It defies rating. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think something that defies rating. Yeah. There are some 10 out of 10 episodes. Oh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. But yeah, it's hard to assess the whole show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think one of the seasons is better than the other? Um, I don't know. They're both, both kind of special. Um, I've seen season one more times. Not for any particular mm. reason other than like sometimes I'll start from the beginning with a friend and then not finish it because yeah. they've left to do something else and then start it again with another friend or something later down the line. Um, there's, I mean, so most of my like classic episodes are in season one. And then season two, okay. I got more out of this time because there was more left for me to discover, I guess, if that makes sense, because I hadn't seen them as many times. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really don't know if there is a better season. But when I rate television shows, at least on IMDb, I kind of go for just like the best parts of the shows and kind of ignore the the parts that weren't so great. So like Simpsons, I'm not judging. When I rate that on IMDb, I'm not judging it based on like everything past season 10, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. It's the show that I that's like. That's the hard and I'm thing not about gonna, rating TV. Yeah, I'm not going to rate like, that's every That's why I like rating episode. the seasons. Yeah. Like, I would only rate season one because I haven't seen much of season two. Mm-hmm. And I can't rate the show as a whole because I haven't seen season two. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Our job is so hard. Mm-hmm. I'd say four out of five yeah. for season one. That, that's what I would give it. Dang, son. I gave it a 10 on IMDb. Uh, realistically, nice. I mean, if we if, if it was me trying to be a bit more objective about it and not just like, oh, I love so many episodes so much that I want to make its rating higher on this website, I'd probably say an eight for the whole thing for what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think I'd give it the same, to be yeah. honest. But I think it's going to be something I'm going to revisit um, a fair few times, especially some of those better episodes. Yeah, and I'll be watching yeah. it with a more like analytical lens like you have, Adam work i haven't i I didn't take it seriously at all while i was watching i was just fucking (laughs) laughing and enjoying it it's but now i will try to delve into the social political commentary it has it's kind of difficult more subtle if you haven't seen them a couple times already because it just goes so fast that it's like you don't really have i was just trying to keep up with the plot yeah right the plots were fucking insane Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah yeah well i'm very glad that both of you enjoyed it because otherwise yeah, it would have been hell for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I enjoyed it, too. <laughs> At first, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. What's what's happening? What's happening right now? But once once you kind of figure out what it's going for, there is, there's yeah. just something endlessly fascinating about something so out there, so strange, mm-hmm. that for me, a lot of the time I wasn't even laughing. I was just fascinated by the process that must have gone into making something like this a reality i think it's actually harder to make something like this than you probably give credit like to oh yeah like it's not easy to make something like this because it it is really strange and to make it work the way it does is a feat in its own in its own right yeah i agree uh question time sure question time that's the name of the segment let's do this do you want me to mention that because we're gonna miss like a whole question thread, aren't we? Um. Oh, are we still using the last week's? Yeah, there's not oh, been a oops. new one, obviously. Oopsie. Oh, let me post I, it. Yeah, I was I've gonna got, post it after this. Let me post it now. 
So that oh, one oops. will be. Yeah, because for... it's the day of. Oh. Yeah, it's the day of. Yeah. So. <laughs> so why don't you mark this as the next episode? Because we're recording this a week early, so we just we literally just yeah. published yeah. the last. I've episode. still got plenty of questions, but it's just from that uh, the one we did the last episode. Okay. Oh, that's fine. So yeah, let's yeah, let's do that then. Okay. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's do some questions from Reddit. If you want to leave your own questions for us to answer, head over to the Sardonica subreddit where Ralph will leave a thread, and you can ask anything you like. Let's start off with one from. Oh dear, this is a good start. I didn't note the name down. It was the most upvoted comment as well. What is your parents' oh. opinion on your channels? And do they watch your content? I'll find his name while well, you guys answer. <laughs> Ralph. Oh, okay. Sure, I'll go. Um, First. Well, um, they watch it. I don't know if they watch every single video. I think they kind of like binge watch. Like they don't keep up as soon as they post something. But then like if they've... You know, if they're just like winding down on a Friday night and have nothing to do, they'll be like, let's see all the videos that we missed from Adam. And uh, yeah, I mean, they they seem to enjoy it. I don't really think it's something that they would seek out if it wasn't their son creating the content. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe <laughs> sure. not necessarily because like they don't they wouldn't like it, but because I think older people have a tougher time figuring out how to discover things online like youtube which is why a lot of old people are cable subscribers and like netflix is yeah is a new thing that old people are able to get into now but it also holds your hand and recommends you things mm -hmm. whereas youtube there's so much on the platform that like i could see it being very intimidating for older people so yeah they watch my content yeah, they, they sure. enjoy it i guess but i i'm very much the same way as you they yeah. probably wouldn't watch my stuff if not for the fact that I'm their kid, but my mm -hmm. mom really enjoys it, and my dad's watched a few videos. He's like, "Yeah, very good. Proud of you, son." <laughs> my mom <laughs> doesn't like the cursing, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just gonna yell, yeah. "Fuck her!" And, and my, I was brother, like, oh, my brother, my brother listens offensive. to this show every week. Yeah, my brother oh, listens to this show yeah. every week too. Oh, uh, good. Well, yeah, your brother's gonna come on one mm -hmm. day. We're yeah, hoping. at some point. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. Right now and, we're just way Mike's, too busy Mike to coordinate always, that. At the end of every Sardana cast, Mike is like, oh, Adam, I don't get his opinion. What He said he loved Avengers, but he gave it a 6 out of 10. <laughs> 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 He's basically like those people who play the... It's funny, though. He's one of them. <laughs> yeah, but hey, that's what makes the show interesting, is that you have different opinions. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it'd be boring that's if what I tell the them. same shit. Mm -hmm. I'm, the, I'm the same as you, Ralph, pretty much. It's mostly my mum. Good old mama mm -hmm, who watches yes. my vids. But again, there's, there's no way she'd ever watch it if I wasn't her son. <laughs> Does she watch Man Man Boy Boy Man? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, her cool. favorite channel. She probably likes it more than anything <laughs> else I've ever done. Yeah. Well, the question was from Stupid Maggot, by the way. Okay. Shout oh, out cool. to Stupid Maggot. Um, Shout out. I put my parents very briefly in a video that I made on my... Uh, Dark Ocean Films channel, the <laughs> one from when I was much younger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The video is called Super Chill. Mm. Uh, do not watch if you get nauseous while watching other people vomit. That's something that I've learned to <laughs> disclaim. Because <laughs> in my Saw review, I, I, I vomited on camera, and then I got a bunch of yeah. angry people saying that I made them vomit. Because I totally forgot that some people <laughs> have that kind of gag reflex. 
And like yeah. maybe it's maybe it doesn't happen if it's like a really fake movie vomit or whatever, which every movie it's like usually yeah, yeah. really fake, but it's real and you can huh. tell it's real. So but yeah, the the <laughs> the end of uh super chill on my Dark Ocean Films channel with my <laughs> just that, that that part with my parents makes the whole video. <laughs> Let's do this one then from Man of Metropolis. He says, what is the most unintentionally uncomfortable movie or TV scene that you've ever seen? You said unintentionally oh. earned uncomfortable? Most unintentionally uncomfortable movie or TV scene that you've ever seen. Who oh boy. <laughs> There's a lot of those. I mean, you could, you yeah, could pick a lot of scenes from Gun Self-Defense for Women. I talked about that one. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's more... Or even Cool Cat. Yeah, that's more, like, concern than anything, you know? Have you... Adam, I assume you've seen Single White Spenny, which is the spinoff show um, from Spencer I might Rice. have tried at one point. I know that, like, pretty much everything that they've tried outside of that show has been just not great, especially Spenny's solo yeah. shit. But Yeah, that, that, that show is pretty terrible yeah when you're like embarrassed <laughs> for somebody yeah well because it's like a like a dating relationship show kind of but it's like framed in narrative skits and spenny is like the handsome ladies man it's like oh my fucking god what a delusional guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's that element to it but then mm -hmm. that helps the legitimacy of the other show yeah on that same line, though, the the sex scenes in the room are um, yeah. They're, they're, oh, yeah. they're pretty unbearable. I hate those scenes. The, the rest of the film's funny. The sex scenes are are pretty unwatchable. They're so uncomfortable. And they just replay the same footage. Like, was it three times or twice? <laughs> but didn't they? Didn't they? Sh they sh they shot it once, but because it was so uncomfortable, like they he used all the footage from one sex scene in two yeah. different sex yeah. scenes, Basically. something like that. I don't know. Like, uh, so I might stupid. I might be uncomfortable too if someone was trying to fuck my belly button. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the same line of relationships, though, um, Ralph's pick from the other week, uh, Star Wars prequels. They got some, yeah, some pretty embarrassing, like uncomfortable, creepy love stuff with Anakin and Padme. Yeah, it's also some of the things that make it the funniest. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, I guess oh, like I have a good one. <laughs> yeah, go Wait, for it. Go ahead. I was just gonna say like the ones that came to mind would be like a lot of uh, like the the types of shows like Nathan for You, Borat, Bruno. But then I realized that those are intentional. I guess so. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's intentional. So uh, a Woody Allen film called Manhattan, which is a very good movie, but there's a subplot in it involving him with a, like a 17 year old girl and like trying to date her and, and like oh. rationing out if he should have a relationship with her. Oh. And of course that's very <laughs> similar to like Woody Allen's real life. And yeah, like Manhattan happens, is a it? great fucking movie and it's so well written and funny, but that whole element of it kind of kills it and it makes it really hard to watch sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Like I can't one. watch that movie with people cause it's like, <sighs> <laughs> and like even me rewatching it now I rewatched it recently I'm like Jesus this is fucking uncomfortable the, another good one is uh, Blade Runner the original oh yeah it's a really awkward kind of sex scene with um, Harrison Ford's character and Rachel 
the, apparently the actors hated each other in real life and so it really comes across in the sex scene so it kind of seems like a Deckard sort of forcing himself onto her like unintentionally it's yeah. a really strange weird like romantic thing they have going on in that film yeah you could you could pick a lot of scenes from uh, Megan is missing. There's definitely a lot of uncomfortable <laughs> moments yeah. there that mm. are not necessarily meant to be. You know, they're meant to be like, oh, scary! Look at what the kids are doing. But then it's like, oh, this is just more scary <laughs> that what what you're making them do on film and making them say <laughs> this is more <laughs> this is more just like awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, the that's, acting that's doesn't help. Weirder. Who on face has a question for us? Good name. Thanks for that one, Pooh on Face. Hot. What do you think is the worst TV show currently airing? And don't say Game of Thrones. No. Is, is the Bazinga Boy show still airing? <laughs> oh, Big Bang Theory ended. Yeah. Oh, it already ended? Yeah, I thought they were just day, like, we are yeah. canceling it, not it's already canceled. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I think it canceled. They they ended it because the actors make so much money per season, they probably can't afford it anymore. <laughs> yeah, but what is Jim Parsons going to do now? His life is defined I mean, I by think Bazinga. He's a actor. <laughs> he was in a DreamWorks movie. Yeah. He That's was what in winds an up HBO happening. movie he was pretty good in. Uh, I was going to say the show Living Biblically. Have you guys heard of this? No, but it sounds it's like great. A sitcom. It's a sitcom where this guy wants to live his life by the Bible, like 100%. That's like the premise of the show. And it's like a dumb sitcom. But it's also like encourages you to, you know be hip and cool with faith and whatever it's fucking awful yeah. and it's so not funny if you looked up an ad for it you'd probably shut it off you're halfway so through. good at finding things like that <laughs> <laughs> it's your weird skill living biblically <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so bad and there's a scene he walks in with donuts he's like donuts in the heezy oh dear <laughs> yikes well I was just in America, so obviously every time in a, I'm in America, I pop on the TV and catch some good old American television, which is always very interesting to me. Yes, TLC has got a lot of <laughs> bad stuff. Some of them are kind of watchable, mm -hmm. like My 600-Pound Life, where there's like a bit of empathy for this person if they're actually trying to get their life together, and but otherwise it's almost kind of like you're just promoting a freak show in a way. But yeah. the the ones the ones that I had to change the channel and I was like I can't do this were the ones that were like glamorizing this just rich people and that's the whole show. It's just you know like, like the, the real housewives exactly, of exactly. whatever. There's a oh, real housewives of Vancouver can't that stuff. actually. There's it's, some rich. It's people every here. fucking city's got real housewives apparently. Yeah. It's so bad, and usually yeah. they have like a bunch of plastic surgery, and they're so annoying and, yeah. and shallow and vapid. It's like I can't stand watching these people. I had this thought while I was there, like, if you're just really rich, you can just decide to be a celebrity. Like, I want a reality show, Kardashians. Yeah. And it's like, okay, and then they get fans <laughs> of people who, I guess, just want to be rich or something. They just want something to watch, and they want to vicariously live through rich people. Yeah, as if their lives are so interesting, other than the fact that they have so much money. They're usually pretty, too. Like, oh, yeah, you I'm can buy that. Beautiful. I get to go mm -hmm. to the beach. But yeah, it's it's horseshit. I agree. <laughs> <sighs> Have you guys ever heard of um, Jeremy Kyle? No, I've heard. Yeah, he's kind of has a. I don't know, what would you call it? Sort of a talk show type thing, oh. but instead of like celebrities coming in, it's like 
working class poor people. Um, they come oh. on and have like. Is that like basically the Jerry Springer knockoff in Britain? It's pretty much. Like yeah. he screams at people who are That's addicted to it. drugs yeah. and like of yeah people oh. who cheat on their partners and stuff. Um, it was cancelled the other day because someone who'd been on the show committed suicide because of what happened on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it almost seems kind of that. inevitable, you know, yeah. when you're just yeah. exploiting poor people with mental problems and shit, and that's the and, whole show. Yeah, like, destroying them on television, Dr. Phil style. Cheering, like, fight, like, fight, fight! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you think is gonna happen? It's really unsurprising. But the Jerry Springer show, they have, like, a bell. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding! That, that was that. I mean, Jerry Springer was a bit more like self-aware with what it was, but then Doctor Phil, yeah. who mm -hmm. pretends he's helping people, is just fucking disgusting. That's the mm -hmm. worst part. Yeah. yeah, when they act yeah, as I if they're the holier than thou thing. That that shitty pulled with Shelley Duvall. That made me mad. Did you see that? Where he basically like <sighs> yeah, just dug her up and just, like, oh, remember this this woman from The Shining? Well, she's crazy now. And then just like exploited her on Damn television. It's like, ooh, look how crazy she is uh. while he does this dumb concern face. Like, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you understand what you need in your life and you're going to get help. And yeah, yeah it's, you're camera. literally just exploiting yeah, that, that's You fucking asshole. Yeah she, yeah, she needs to see a doctor and yeah. get some medication and like not go on fucking television. Exactly. <laughs> this is not the solution. Television is <laughs> not going to help with this. No, Phil. it's not. Fucking idiot. What a piece of shit. Yikes. There is a another one. Um it's not nearly as bad as like Jeremy Kyle or something like that, but it's like a a, a favorite of mine in terms of a show that I hate. Um Thirteen Reasons Why, I think is yeah, like, quite a, that's a also good one. insulting show. Yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of like a narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Not just Terrible. the narrative, but the fact it can't decide if it wants to be like a soap opera, overly dramatic like just a bunch of shit or yeah. this important almost learning tool for like teenagers going through the you know like depression and yeah. horrible advice they give horrible advice yeah from what i've and seen yeah it's, it's supposed to be about like dealing with you know all the things that can lead to self-harm and thoughts of suicide but they come at it at the the worst angle possible and they yeah. like show it in explicit detail, even though they got like advice from psychologists that were like, if you're going to do this, make sure you don't explicitly show it. And they mm -hmm. just did it anyway. <laughs> and, and plenty of people committed suicide because of the show, which is uh, yeah, alarming. I, there, there was a uh, a study uh, published on EurekaAlert.org from the National Institute of Men Mental Health saying that the Netflix show 13 Reasons Why was associated with a 28.9% increase in suicide rates among U.S. youth ages 10 to 17 Jesus. in the month following the show's teenagers release. teenagers that that's like a reasonable way to respond to like normal feelings. Yeah, it's well, such a dangerous, idiotic thing to do. The whole yeah. plot is like, oh, well, you didn't feel sorry for me before? Well... I'm going to kill myself and now you will. And she gets justified yeah. by the show itself. And it paints her as this like, yeah, I'm the one in charge now. She's basically Jigsaw leaving all these tapes for everybody to find. But like, <laughs> it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a really bad approach in terms of like, 
portraying how a young person could kill themselves and its effect on people's lives. Like, sure, there's elements of it where it's like, yeah, everybody's sad around her, but they build it on this idea of revenge. Like she's getting she's getting revenge by everybody being sad about it. Like you didn't yeah. listen to me before, but now you have to. And that could encourage a young person exactly. to do it. And like, apparently oh, my it life did. sucks. Apparently I'm going to get revenge did. on all these people that did it to me. Yeah. 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 But that's, that's not up. how the real world works. Yeah. It was made it's by a, adults, though, so it's just like it's, it's so insulting that no one even thought about it. The There's the school shooting thing be, in it, too, uh, right? Yeah, and that then was funny. They actually yeah. tell you at the end to like walk up to the shooter and talk to him. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Don't do that. Yeah, I was and, hoping yeah, for that to pay off. That, like, Spoilers. Sorry, everybody. You got spoiled oh, for 13 yeah, Reasons Why Season 2. Show. I love I love the kid that tried to kill himself by shooting himself in the head, but then he was fine and he just wore, has a cane now. That was funny. And he had amnesia. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, the amnesia plot Spider-Man device. 3 amnesia. Have you guys both seen all of it? I've seen all of it. <laughs> I've seen some of it. I saw like the 2001 A Space Odyssey scene. Oh yeah, they oh, that God. horrible God. clip. Because I, I think it's really yeah, funny. funny. Like I basically, I watched the first season by myself. Wasn't really enjoying it, like ironically or otherwise, just because people were telling me to watch it to make a video on it, and I just wind up wound up not bothering. And then uh, mm -hmm. one night, um, Scoot and Gael, my two commentary buddies who are also good friends, they were just over, and uh, I had I think I had to go upstairs and work or something, but they wanted to stay up, and I was like, okay, and I just like put on Netflix and started playing season two for them just to kind of fuck with them, and they wound mm -hmm. up watching it. <laughs> the whole night just like shooting the shit over it and so we all just wound up watching like the rest of season two together eventually and having a really fun time just making fun of it and i think i think our plan is to uh potentially do a commentary recording for season three because we're all pretty much caught mm, up on it nice and it's it's a pretty funny there's show a, there's a lot of netflix shows that are good for that i did iron fist like that i watched iron fist with like friends and we we drunkenly really? just made fun of it the entire time <laughs> that's a bad show yeah. too 13 Reasons Why also, is a really I good show. I want to mention to, one more. Judge Render. On. Who's that? Have you heard of Judge, Judge Render. Render? It's like a British version of Judge Judy. Judge Judy's he's awesome. This fucking guy. I love yeah, Judge I love Judy. Judge Judy. But Judge Render's like the most boring fucking charismaless guy. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard it's not of offensively that. bad. It's just funny to see like it, this show just isn't working. Yeah. Yeah. Normally it's the Americans that steal the British shows yeah. and make them worse. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Let's move on to one from the pr the proud Bosnian O one, who says, "What is the movie that you dislike the most on IMDb's top two hundred and fifty films list?" All right, I'm gonna pull this shit up, I guess. Hold up. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! God damn it! Sorry, I like because to find the two top two fifty, I don't Google it. I just go to IMDb and then type a movie that I know is on the top two fifty. So I typed The Lion King, and the first result mm. was the new one. I just got upset for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh, Avengers now I, I have to specify which Lion King I'm searching for. Fuck you. That's sad. Avengers yeah, Endgame Ave is on the top 250. It's number yeah. 10 as well yeah. at 250. That's nuts. Yeah. I'm as looking... Now, that's uh, the worst one. I'm trying to find more. I mean, it shows my ratings on here, too. Um, the Yeah, pretty much any... Uh, any Bollywood movie is, are the ones that I rate the lowest on the top 250. Because it's it the Bollywood films suffer from the exact same fan ratings issues on IMDb as like any superhero big fan movie does. 
Just a lot yeah. of Bollywood movies will get rated to the top. And I don't even know if it's just that Indian people love them so much and there's so many of them that they get voted to the top or because Indian India is a place where you can buy factories of people that will just click on a button for you for really cheap and artificially promote your product. <laughs> I don't know if it's I don't, I think... who, Exactly. I don't know either. <laughs> All I know is I watch these movies and they fucking suck. <laughs> Green books on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, there's a lot of Marvel stuff on here. Uh, both the, the Avengers are on here, Infinity War and Endgame. I would say those are the worst ones yeah. on here. I don't think those are bad movies. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Just, it's just not just... like the 10th best film ever made. <laughs> yeah. Green Book, yeah, is bad. Yeah, I was just going through the ones I've rated. I'm sure there's some on here that I'm not even interested in seeing, but who knows. Yeah. So Letterboxd has their own version of this, right? Yeah, they do. Somebody posted on the subreddit better. saying that yeah. uh, Jean Dealman <laughs> went down <laughs> quite a few spots after our video, and I was I was actually paying <laughs> I was paying attention to the IMDb before I had recommended it. It was like an eight point oh. Now it's like a seven point nine or something. So oh, no. I guess most Maybe. of the audience didn't love it as much as I did. <laughs> yeah. Oops. I get fed up of all the Pixar movies being on there. It's just if yep. Pixar's on the on the ten, then it just gets in <laughs> yeah. the top two fifty. Inside Out. Coco's the highest one, weirdly. Oh really? That's weird. Yeah. But whatever. I would have thought it'd be Toy Story or something, but Ratatouille's not even on here. What the fuck? <laughs> That's one of the best ones. Up is on there. Guardians of the Galaxy's on here. Harry Hacksaw Potter Ridge? and the Deathly Hollows Part Two. No. Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge wasn't good. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, in my opinion, no. they kind of all fit into a similar bracket. Yeah, yeah, it's what happens. It's kind of obvious. What I don't, kind of I don't like Platoon all that much, but I, I understand it why yet. it's on here. Hmm. Hmm. We can watch Platoon one day. <gasps> <laughs> and then, of course, Barry Lyndon's like two hundred twenty-nine. <laughs> one of the best be films of all time. by the decade, like the next decade, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. With, I mean, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse with like new superhero movie and everybody rates it a 10 just event movies yeah, yeah. like parts of the caribbean perhaps even before they've seen it you know mm-hmm. the imdb mm. top 250 wasn't bad pre-2008 you know imdb's yeah, been around right. for a long time we wrecked it it's still used by all the industry people for the most part mm-hmm. oh like yeah the professionals there they all pay attention to their star meter and everything yeah i mean it is the most popular movie database website even if yeah. they do have a yeah. lot of issues with their user interf- interface yeah that's the thing it's just the user interface and the forums of like letterbox are so much better so everyone's mm-hmm. kind of moved there you know what the biggest issue i have with imdb is despite their shitty user interface what? which is a big issue if you click on a trailer for the film much m- much of the time you have to watch an ad before the trailer but the yeah. trailer yeah. is an ad it's an ad right. for the... Why yeah. are you showing me an ad to watch an ad? And usually, a lot of the times, the ad is another trailer. But it's like, I wanted to watch this trailer. But if, if let's say, I wanted to watch the trailer that you gave me an ad to, to watch, the, the, the trailer ad, if I wanted to watch that intentionally, then you put another ad of something else I don't want to see in front of it. There's exactly. no winning. It makes no sense. I've always had yeah. that issue with it, too. Fuck it. Yeah, I just close it and go to YouTube. Exactly. It's pointless. <laughs> yeah, you're better off. Okay, let's do one from M99, who says, What do movies get wrong that bothers the shit out of you? For me, it's gun terminology. 
people getting yeah. blown away by one shot, etc. That's something I liked about the new John Wick. They mm -hmm. have a, they know what guns are, and they know how to use them, and they know how to put mm. them together. Yeah. And that was very nice. I appreciate actors like Keanu Reeves who actually have like training in that kind of stuff. And you can tell they actually know how to shoot a gun and hold it. Whereas you see like police officer extras in movies and they clearly have never hold, held a gun in their life. Yeah. And they yeah. look like they can't fucking take on like a kid. Yeah. Sometimes it's super <laughs> obvious. So I appreciate that. Other times, mm -hmm. I mean, like I'm not a gun expert. I'm not American. But <laughs> I feel like if I were to make a film and there would be guns in the film, I would probably want to hire some sort of consultant you know just somebody who has like some military yeah. experience just to be like hey is, is this how it works otherwise the ones that are really noticeable for me i guess in that same vein are just like the way people die you know i might not know how many bullets are in each each specific weapon but i know for a fact <laughs> that people don't die the way that they die in movies you know if somebody yeah. if somebody Arms really gets shot if somebody gets shot <laughs> and they die like they fall over, they become literally just a rag doll. It's just like, oop, like they just collapse, right? Yeah. There's none of this like, oh, like fly backwards. I guess depending on the kind of gun, but there's none of this usually over dramatized. Like, oh, wow, it was I just shot. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Or like really blood depends. as well, and the way blood yeah, kind of explodes out of the body and stuff. Yeah, there's some uh, hmm. there's some directors that do it really well. Obviously, oh yeah, gonna pimp out my boy Hanky Chan again. Um, but you know, there was a film of his and I'm not even going to say which film cause it's kind of a spoiler cause it happens at the end, but there's a film of his where it's like when people get shot in that movie, it's like, holy shit. It's like you're watching security camera footage on the watch people die subreddit. Rest in peace. Yeah. There's even yeah. like a throat slit in one of his films and that was super yeah. realistic. Yeah. Without saying yeah, which film. That was fucking crazy. When that happened, that's like the most shocking. That's one of the most shocking yeah. things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, it depends how. Like some movies, obviously, are so they're more over the top and yeah. they want to show violence yeah. in a more cartoony way. That's fine. Like Scorsese and Tarantino do that. Exactly. But if you're presenting it realistically, I want people to die realistically, and yeah. I want guns to work how guns in real life work. Like mm -hmm. when when you're supposed to be getting some sort of emotional impact from the scene, you want it to be real. You want it to be like yeah. disturbing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't work. That. And then the way people talk and interact with each other, I guess, when it's just so clear, it's <laughs> just a plot general. device or exposition, and it's like, nobody talks like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thunder and lightning, they're always in sync in yeah. movies. <laughs> I complain about uh, this yeah. all the time. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be. Uh, vomit, you said. Vomit always yeah. looks fake in movies. Yeah. Just it feed them some epic It's always whatever they could fit in their mouth, and they just spit it out. Yeah. It looks like shit. Make him sick. I appreciate like when filmmakers do the hose method, like Limitless did that, where he's vomiting and it's like it goes on for like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Those are funny. Mm -hmm. Team America. Oh, what or about when people when people pretend to drink out of a mug, <laughs> and it's really obvious <laughs> that there's no liquid in their mug? Yeah, that's quite irritating. Yeah, yeah there's a billion of these. Honestly, there's so many things that mm -hmm. where it's just the typical movie way of presenting it is like just mm -hmm. so standardized at this point where like nobody i mean there aren't enough people that get upset about it for them to do anything different There's yeah it's just that thing once you know it and know what to look for then you just can't unsee it yeah yeah do you ever feel like you hear the same door creaking sound effect in every movie 
I feel like yeah. I hear yeah. the exact the same, same door fucking closing, door opening, creaking, creaking sound effect in every fucking movie. Or, yeah. Yeah. Alarms and stuff. They're normally like a stock sound effect mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We probably just know them more though because we're always editing video and using sound effects. So we're just more intimately yeah. familiar with them. So we notice that kind of garbage. Yeah, that too. Absolutely. Okay, let's do this one. A nice simple one from Boya Voya. I would like to hear your thoughts on 3D. What's a film that looks epic in 3D or you wish was converted in 3D? Or do you think 3D is a gimmick that serves no artistic value? Well, if it's used by the filmmaker for a purpose, then it's not a gimmick. Like Life of Pi or Avatar. I think those are very good 3D movies. Hugo. But yeah, most movies fucking use it because they can charge more for the ticket. Like Mm -hmm. Clash of the Titans and every Marvel movie. Like fucking Thor was in 3D and that looked awful. It was so dark because of the the glasses. You couldn't fucking see what was happening. Yeah, those films were actually ruined by it. Not only can you charge more for the ticket, but if somebody sneaks into the theater with a camera, it looks like shit for the torrented copy. Yeah. So that's probably a big reason. And you have to buy the stupid glasses. Yeah. 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 They're like theater 3D is bullshit because like the the technology has surpassed that to the point where like if you have a good 3D setup in your home and you're using active glasses, not passive. So basically you charge the, the glasses mm-hmm. and it's, you know, doing basically the illusion is so much better. And like you could even move your head a little to the side and get like a weird kind of perspective thing going on. I was really impressed. um at at a point in time when 3D was kind of a fad, but like they were t- starting to do some 3D games, so like uh, Killzone Three, mm, Uncharted yeah. Three, like yeah, those were really cool. impressive. And Crisis Three, but yeah. unfortunately, I liked I like video games being 3D. Yeah, it. T- I mean, now we just have like virtual 3D, reality. You have anyway. to have the 3D in mind. Like some of these movies are edited in a, in a way that are very confusing to your brain when it's in 3D. Because yeah. there's only so much info you can process in that way when, when you're watching 3D. Yeah. See, as much as, um, as, as much as, yeah, if you have a movie in 3D, it's kind of preferred that they had it with that in mind and you listed, you know, Avatar. But at the same time, I don't like watching a movie where you can tell that a shot only exists because they knew it was 3D, like something will fly at the camera or something. I feel like those yeah. moments are really yeah. easy. Yeah, it's very distracting. It's like, oh, that's, it's because yeah, it's a three D movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. But like, there's filmmakers who take advantage of the depth of it. Like mm-hmm. Life of Pi, you have this empty sea and this one boat. Like in three D, that looks fucking great. Where mm-hmm. is you know, it, it, you don't need like a yo yo flying at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> like Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, that's like ridiculous. You're right. Unfortunately, it's just uh, too impractical at this point for the average person especially for like a home yeah. thing like i i bought yeah. a bunch of 3d glasses i did a couple movie nights of just dumb 3d movies like the saw 3d and like jupiter ascending and just <laughs> things that are funnier because you're wearing dumb glasses watching them yeah but yeah. now it's like i don't know i just prefer 4k i would just like the image to look nicer i don't really give a shit about the 3d part yeah so most people don't care yeah it's yeah. really uh Really not something that benefits the film. The best example I could give of a movie where it's like, you're watching a completely different movie in 3D than the 2D release, like literally, <laughs> um, is uh, Jean-Luc Godard's uh, Goodbye to Language. 
from 2014, mm. which it's, I mean, it's got some issues. It's not for everybody. It's really weird. It's also a very short commitment. It's like an hour and 10 minutes long. But it is it, it, like the way that 3D was used in that film, very, very experimental, very, very cool. And it's something where like you haven't seen the movie unless you've seen it in 3D. I would not recommend anybody see uh, it okay. not in 3D. There's parts where like there's two separate images happening in each eye, kind of. There's there and like they'll like That's interesting. connect at a certain point. Basically, he just dicked around and had so many different weird uh, cameras being set up. Like he, he at certain points in the film, he's using like a shitty digital uh, like Sony cl click camera or whatever. Uh, that can take video and he's had it set up on a tripod in a way where there's just like two of them but he, it's still and it's mm -hmm. really weird seeing like genuine not post 3d on something with that kind of camera quality too like it's the whole mm -hmm. thing is just this big experimental 3d movie and otherwise there that isn't awesome. that much of a point to it but yeah i would recommend it <laughs> okay i i'm totally gonna watch that one i guess i have i have one you're gonna laugh, but um, DreamWorks movies—they're—they're they're the best. They nailed the 3D like mm. tech, but as far as um, like House Change Dragon and Kung Fu Panda, yeah, they yeah. designed those movies and storyboarded those movies around you know the that technology. I saw one of the House Change Dragon movies in IMAX 3D, and it was it was breathtaking. Like the, it, it really like shows how they thought about like every single shot and it mm -hmm. adds so much depth to cool. th that was an actually impressive one whereas yeah. when I, like when I saw Captain Marvel I was uh, it was in a day where I was trying to catch two movies so I had to see it in IMAX 3D to be able to watch it and it like it did nothing for the movie it didn't improve yeah. it at all it was just yeah. a waste of money most of the time you just forget it's there yeah it's like wow I paid extra money for it, this exactly, yeah those DreamWorks movies are the only times I've really appreciated it specifically. Yeah, I remember the uh, fight scene in Kung Fu Panda or like the escape scene with Tai Lung or whatever. And it's so well shot in terms of just like the camera movements yeah. and everything going on. And I can mm -hmm. totally see how that would be a better experience in 3D. And yet at the same time, it doesn't feel like what I mentioned earlier where it's like, oh, something's coming at the camera exactly, and you can yeah. tell even if you're not watching in 3D sort of thing. For sure. Yeah. I like yeah. Kung Fu Panda. I agree. I do too. I love. I Kung like a Fu lot Panda. of those DreamWorks movies. Yeah, Alex, you're the biggest DreamWorks fan there is. <laughs> yeah, I'm the number one fan. I've seen them all. <laughs> I know the order. The tears. You saw all the Madagascar movies in 3D. Yep, five times. <laughs> so you can see their butts in 3D. So that's the whole movie. <laughs> they like, yeah. I they like to move it, move it. <laughs> chunky. Oh, good. <laughs> really makes my day hearing this. Yeah. It all comes back to Madagascar in the end. Go <laughs> uh, on, recommend a movie, somebody. Sure. I think it's my turn, right? I think so. Double check. Yeah, yep. I believe so. Because last okay. time was Adam. So, yeah, it's me. So, yeah. I'm going to recommend a film from 1971. This is another film from George Lucas, believe it or not. Uh -oh. Except That's I think not. this one's fucking awesome. Okay. It's called THX 1138. Awesome. That's what I thought it was. So we're going to see George Lucas in his prime, everybody. All right. Let's do it. Cool. I'm excited. That's yeah. awesome. Robert yeah, cool. Duval. My plan is I've come had this together. on my watch list for a while. <laughs> Interesting. 6.8 rating on IMDb. Yeah, well, 
We'll see. Rated R. He also has a short film he made in college called THX 1138. If you want oh. to see that. You don't have okay. to. But. Yeah, I, um, I'm wondering if I've ever seen a rated R George Lucas film. Hmm. This might be the first for me. You're about to find out. <laughs> okay. Well, enjoy it, guys. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good pick. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Sardonicast. If you want to support the show, $2 a month on sardonicast.com. Sign up for premium. You get these episodes early. Also, patreon.com slash sardonicast. Same thing. If you don't want to be spoiled for THX 1138 by George Lucas, then watch it before the next episode comes out in a couple weeks. And uh, we'll spoil it then because we'll be discussing it. All right. Hmm. I'm very tired. <laughs> Me too. I got to get back going. to editing Game of Thrones. Man. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, yeah. It might be a good idea for me to fall asleep in the middle of the day, and then I'll be on the right schedule for France. Just That's fall asleep true, right yeah. now. I could. I <laughs> yeah, might do that. Record your sleep. I'll edit this later. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thanks Bye-bye. For listening. Frutada. Skadoosh.